Hey, what's going on? Happy post-Thanksgiving. I'm Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, my co-host, Ben H. And I'm Ben H. So today on the Man Fuse podcast, we'll get a post-Thanksgiving follow-up between Ben H. and I. We got an email from a listener who needs some advice about quitting his job, breaking his lease, and breaking up with his girl to travel and start over. Also, Andrew Tate will be taking on, coming out of retirement, to take on Jake Paul. Jake Paul, he's the younger brother. He's the one that's been fighting a lot. That's right. Logan Paul is the older brother. He's the wrestler. He's, he's the one that's know. got a big contract with like WWE. Yeah, or I mean, something. both of these guys are just dynamos. And to be completely honest with you, you know, Jake Paul's a legit fighter now, bro. He'd be Anderson Silva. Well, he'd Anderson he'd... Silva is like 90 years his senior. Still beat Woodley. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. He's... Were these like retired? Everyone's retired? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they're more like exhibition <laughs> fights. Hey, come on, old man. But still. Get out of your wheelchair. (laughs) Me versus either one of those guys? Destroyed. Well, of course, but you're not a professional fighter. No, and neither was Jake Paul two, three years ago. But has Jake... Okay, we're going to get into this, which I'm I'm not knocking Jake Paul's skills. The Paul brothers have definitely changed my mind about them they are legit but we'll get into that and ben h has an interesting take on the divorce between tom brady and giselle bunchen was it because he came out of retirement to play another year or could it be the 650 million dollars he lost them in an investment gone bad okay but first post thanksgiving we're all fat and full are you fat and full oh absolutely we had the most delicious Food. Smoked a turkey. Did you? I'm out of the fry game. I'm into smoking now. Okay. I did fry turkeys for years, but uh, I have a green egg. And ever since I got the XL green egg, which is big enough to smoke a turkey, I smoked one and I fried one. And the smoked one was twice as good really? as the fried one. Actually, it's kind of funny, Ben. I had a conversation with a kid that's on my son's baseball team, his Mm. grandfather. Yeah. We practice at his farm. Yeah. And I love the grandfather. His kids are cool. Father of the kid on the baseball team. But in conversation, the subject of grilling got brought up. Grilling. And I mentioned the green egg and how my wife wanted one. He said, man, they're a cult. Yeah, green egg people are like part of a cult. It's true, man. I mean, it takes a long time to figure it out, but once you figure it out, it's like the stuff you can cook is just unbelievable. He just, but he says like the following, yeah, the just the the online presence. Oh, it's it's cult like. Yeah, it is. It's cult like. It is. When you go into a shop for a green egg, yeah, it's cult like. That's right. Stay away from, well, I mean, look, I've heard that the uh, Komodo Joe, which is another big player, is is easily just as good, um, if not better. I mean, a lot of people like the Komodo Joe. I've just always had the green egg. I got my first one um, probably 12 years ago. Right. And I still have it, and it still works great. Then you got the XL. Then I got the XL, which opened my eyes to a whole different level of green eggery. Really? Yeah, dude. Of cult-like. Dude, I, I mean, I cook on the green egg probably more. If you looked at a year of my cooking, probably I cook on the green egg most often. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. because the XL um, allows you to uh, a wider range because of the size, yeah. right? I can do entire meals. 
Yeah, or can. I could do like a twenty-pound turkey or something. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's. It's, you could do a turducken. I could do a turducken. I've considered it. Have you? Yes. Did you allow anyone to bring any other um, dishes, or did you insist on having control? Yeah. Of the entire cornucopia yeah. of Thanksgiving. Well, you know, people people brought some desserts. There's this place down the street that makes the best sweet potato casserole ever, and so we actually ordered in on that. I don't really mind. You know, I don't mind if people bring other stuff, but I'm probably going to be the one doing the turkey, so that's all that matters. I come from a long line of turkey roasters. A lineage. A lineage. Goes back. Way back. Ancestors. It does. When they were in the old country. That's right. Which country was that? Probably England. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) German Heidenreich. They say white. (laughs) They say, oh, no, you're black from the neck down. I like to say I'm black from the neck up. That's right. I say the waist down. I mean the waist down. They like to say you're black from the waist down. I say I'm black from the waist up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am white as hell. I don't even know the... what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> we are drinking. We are uh, post-Thanksgiving. I was out of town. I was in Florida. I was actually visiting with our friend, Mike Wallace, yes. Mr. Baby Rocket yeah, Man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, the guy that left 50 grand on the table. And, no you know, big he might, Yeah, you might, you've yeah. heard us speak about him. He's with uh, Elon now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, he's He is working for Elon at SpaceX. We still don't have our shirts that he went out of his way. Went out of his way. To offer to us, right. pick your shirt. Yep. Do you have yours? Negative. I'm not wearing mine. I I don't even know if I gave him my address. I think he said he was just going to send them both to you. Maybe he's looking to save the shipping costs. So he didn't have them at his house when you went down. No, he didn't. I forgot to ask. That? Did you? (laughs) Yeah. How convenient. (laughs) How convenient. You know what I'm upset by? Why is creamed spinach not more popular? I love creamed spinach. Dude, I love I mean, really good cream spinach. It's delicious. It's so good. Did no- you just have cream spinach somewhere? No, I'm upset that nobody wants cream spinach. Oh, I would eat cream spinach if it was done right. Yeah. Dude, I was at Oak, the steakhouse down the street from us. How was that? I saw pictures. It's uh, very good. Is that the first time you've been there? Uh, no, but it's very good. But they have no creamed spinach, which to me is a big part of... The steakhouse experience. Do they have cream corn? I don't even know. Damn bastards. I heard, I haven't been there, but I heard it's overpriced for the steak that you get. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, you know, a lot of it's the experience. I mean, the best steak for the money is Costco Prime. But I'm talking about when you go out to a restaurant. It's all about the same, man. I mean, you know, it's 50, 60, 70 bucks for a steak, not to include the sides. Little Alley Steakhouse? Not the one in Roswell. I've been to the one um I didn't know they had Buckhead. multiple locations. Place is good. Real good. Yeah. Real good. It's real expensive, too. Yeah. But do they have creamed spinach? I'll bet they do. They've got bone butter, marrow butter. Oh, yeah. I love a marrow butter on a piece of garlic bread. I remember one time the, the legend Mike Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> is he a marrow man? Oh, he is a marrow man. <laughs> he... He wants to suck the marrow out. He wants out. to suck the marrow out of that bone. Yeah, he wants yeah. to get to the good stuff. It's good stuff. The it money shot. That is the money shot. The marrow is. Okay, Ben. 
this email kind of uh, hit home for me. Yeah. So pick another favorite character. He does want to stay anonymous. Jordan Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who the is? wolf. The wolf. The wolf of Wall Street. Okay, we don't have to do last names. Oh, okay. Just just give me a first name. It um, could be based on any character. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> How about Dick? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll play with that. Okay. <clears throat> You're going to play with the dick? Let's play with dick. Let's play with dick. <laughs> so Dick writes... So Dick said, hey, what's up, Manfuse Podcast? Please keep me anonymous. I need some advice. I'm 33 years old. I'm a male. And I'm pretty fed up with my living situation, my job, my complicated relationship with a female of four years. Yeah. Winter is coming. He said he hasn't gone traveling for six to seven years now. He is from the northern country in Europe. Ah. Okay. He moved there to study to become a nurse. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not not i'm not laughing i've been drinking i'm not laughing you're not at, laughing at, at the fact the that he's a male nurse, nurse. <laughs> this isn't meet the parents what would you do if you went to the baby nursery and there was a dude there I wouldn't care. You wouldn't? No, would you? Like, yeah, bro. Why? I don't want to leave my kid at the baby nursery. What if he's a nurturing baby? guy? Sensitive, nurturing, strong hands. It's a bias. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't do a good job. It's just there's bias there. So you're racist? No, it's just a it's bias. It's a prejudice. You wouldn't see a man nurturing your baby. <laughs> <laughs> or putting a cathode in, in myself. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> in the hospital. Right. I mean, or what if he was the best? rubbing Vaseline on my uh, <laughs> wounds? <laughs> wounds. <laughs> oh my God! Or putting what a if... warm rag on my brow, <laughs> telling me in a soft voice it's gonna, it's gonna be, be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We should not drink anymore. <laughs> we, we, we record. Take a sip. Oh, it's lovely. I love whiskey. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) It is good. So back to dick. Yeah, back to dick. Male nurse. (laughs) We're sorry. So during the whole time, he's been in this complicated relationship, and it doesn't really feel entirely right. Many hardships, ambivalence. All this time, he's doubted his choice to even take this path to where he is right now. Do I... Burn the bridge. Cancel my lease. Do I break up with my girl? Do I quit this career path? Mm. And do I go traveling? And start over, essentially. And this kind of spoke to me because there was a point in my life where I wasn't in the same circumstances. I guess you could say maybe I had a complicated relationship with that white girl. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was complicated, but I was in a space where my house, which I owned, was dark, dude. It was almost haunted by my own yes. self, by my own poor decisions. Right. It just was not a place that was uplifting. It was right. just really dark to me. I had a drug dealer that was like right down the street, was just too convenient, Right, just kept coming over. I'm not pointing the blame to him. Right. I'm the one that was at fault. Right. But the real estate market had tanked. Yes. This was in 08. Yeah. You and I were working together. Yep. The bank stopped giving out loans. 
had to make a, a drastic decision. Well, I didn't have to make it, but I chose to make it. Right. The real estate game is not an easy one. And when you and I were doing real estate, yep. we weren't really looking for residential property. No. We weren't looking to sell to the end user. No. We were looking to sell to the people right. that sold to the end user. The developers, the, the builders. Correct. I had sold residential real estate in the past, but I had kind of given that up, and my focus was on selling to the builders and developers. Well, the banks in 2008, after the housing bubble burst, and we right. went into that recession, yep. all of our big deals that we were working on were no more. That's right. And up until that point, every time I'd closed on something, I was basically catching up. So the money, if I got 20K or 25K, I was paying back bills. Right. And, you know, my mortgage, I'll be honest, was behind. Right. Um, I did own the tattoo shop at the time, so that was okay. But I was spending my money on things I shouldn't have been spending my money on. Yes. My bank for my house or my townhouse, they were trying to take my house. Yeah. And I remembered at the time, my grandfather, who was the comic book artist in right. the 50s. Yes. Um, it was the only money I ever got from him, even after he died um, all the money went to my aunt yeah. and my mom in a trust. Right. Around that time, you can gift 10 grand a year That's to right. your family members yep. tax-free. Right. And I remember him breaking down 10 grand to my brother, 10 grand to me. Mm. I had the money in my bank after he gave me that 10 grand right. to definitely get myself way out of foreclosure. Right. But at the same time, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I remember getting the 10 grand and I remember the bank calling me and, hey, listen, you know, this is going to go to the courthouse steps. Can you make X amount yeah. in payment? They didn't want to take it. And I remember going, yeah, I'll make a payment. And then after I thought about it, fuck this, I need to get out. Did a huge garage sale, stored all the things that I cared about at my mom's. So much so that I was still in touch with my ex-girlfriend, the only girl that I had been with, you know, previous to that for any long amount of time. I was with her on and off for like five, six years. Mm. She was there when I got my dog from Snoop Dogg and Jesse James. Right. The place I was going, mutual friend of ours. Yeah. I was moving to his couch. I couldn't right. bring the dog. So my dog, my pride possession, yeah. the love of my life. I give him to my ex for the time being because I know our relationship's good enough. She's not going to try to steal the dog. Right. But she loves the dog too. Yeah. I have two duffel bags, a laptop. I let my house get foreclosed. Really didn't even know what I was doing. I was parking cars for Lanier parking, like right. valet. It was just a train wreck. And I went and stayed and slept in this one bedroom condo. With Garge. In, in the middle of... The gayest was, place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The capital. We love gay people. Yeah, we do. The gayest place in Midtown. The Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Where, as brought up in previous episodes, you and Case were identified as a couple. Yes, we in were. In public. Probably behind your back. Oh, my God. All many the, times. Dude. It was a one-bedroom condo. Yeah, on the top floor. I would with dare, two burly men living <laughs> in it. I dare say it was a penthouse. It was the top floor. It had one bedroom, a living room. Yeah. the kitchen's all in one. That's right. The neighbors definitely 
thought we were doing it. Hundred percent. Who's this guy that's staying there? Right. In this one bedroom. Yeah. They must have thought they're cuddling. Oh. In case if he even hears this, that thought will haunt him. <laughs> He's in no work November mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's traveling. By himself. It was hard, dude. I gave up everything. Case, who opened up his couch to me, right. said, dude, you can stay here for two weeks. Yeah. I didn't even know Case that well. No, I'm the one that yeah. talked to Case. And I was like, bro, my boy, I trust this guy. He needs some help. Are you open to it? And you guys had met before. We had met before. We had hung out once. You had but hung out. It wasn't to the extent like, I'm going to let this guy move in with me, I didn't think. But thank you for putting in the word. I stayed there for like two and a half, three months. Yeah. And then finally he was like, bro, I think it's time. And I get it. And I was working at parking cars, actually behind his building even. And then I got fired from there. Screw those people. Those people suck. Because I wore jeans instead of slacks. Yeah. It's like, fuck your dress code, bitch. You chose that path. Because you, like Dick, were fed up with what you had created. You just said, I like Dick. No, I said, you <laughs> like Dick. And you just said, I was in Gay Central living with Case. <laughs> you and, and Dick like have Dick. a lot in common. <laughs> I mean, no, we're talking about Dick's story here, right? And you're expressing how you understand where he is right now uh, because you, too, have been in a place like that. Yeah, and it's a hard thing because... You grow dependent on what you know. There is a comfort in knowing where you're going to live. Yeah. Who you're dating, as complicated as it might be. Right. What you're going for or what you're working, what your work job is. Right. And to say, F this. Right. Burn it all. Yes. I'm going to go to the unknown. Yeah. Because essentially, that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion... That's where opportunity lives. That's where the magic happens, man. And especially if you're only 33 years old. It's different. Is Dick 33? Dick's 33. 33 years old. Well, granted, he's not in his 20s. I would say you got your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Don't mess it up. It doesn't really matter about age. It's the opportunity. If you're a capable person that's hungry, you can make a home wherever. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen people jump into the real estate business in their mid-50s, five years ago, and they're crushing it now. You know, and they're 60 years old, but guess what? They're crushing it like they never did from 55 prior. Five years in the game, and they're destroying it now. I say, if I was you, if you're not happy with the complicated relationship you have with the female, yeah, you're not happy with your chosen profession at the moment, right? you obviously have the skill set and the ability to practice delayed gratification because you're going to school to become a nurse. I mean, that takes a dedication. Yeah. Years to be a certified nurse, I believe. Yeah. If you've ever been in the hospital for something serious, doctor is there, of course. He shows up. Every once in a while. Nurses are the ones that care for you. They're the ones that you lean upon when you can't stand on your own two feet. The nurses make your life a living hell, or they make it as good as it can be. A great nurse is a beautiful thing. Even if it's a male. Even. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't be in the delivery ward. Mm. Ben doesn't want to see you nursing his children. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his shirt off with the baby tucked against his- The fake boob. 
skin to skin. No, I mean, as far as dick is concerned, I mean, look, I've had situations like this before in my life. And honestly, I'm the kind of person that goes through this kind of thing constantly, constantly. I am always scanning the horizon. I have a wild animal within me that <laughs> seeks adventure. And I'm very happy with my family. I'm very happy with my wife. I'm very happy with my son. I'm very happy with our home and, and everything. And yet, I yearn to just go. Just wanted to just go, go, go. But if you didn't have the wife, the family, yeah, the child, right, you were just, you were dating somebody who was complicated, you would burn your boat and done it before absolutely you know really around the same time that you did i lived in a beautiful condo you remember that place up at the top buckhead greasy looked like a pencil oh it was crazy you know i was living the life and doing the whole thing man and um at the end of the day i decided to short sell the place right was the, was the market stuff. hard at that time Oh, it was brutal. It was the same time when you did your thing. You know, I have a story of the Buckhead Grand. Yeah. Uh, and this is around the same time period. Oh. And I think you'll remember. We were going to use the gym at the yeah. Buckhead Grand. Yeah. I was in a bad cycle at the time. Uh-huh. You and I were on the elevator, and I was relaying a story about some bender I had been on. Right. You know, I'd been up for like two days. Yeah. And I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. And as I said, I want to kill myself. Yeah. The door to the elevator goes, bing. <laughs> Literally, as I said, kill myself, the there's a group opened. of Asians yeah. that are right there. That's heard every word. Heard every Or word. at least that I wanted to kill myself. And then we had to ride up like 30 floors. With them. And I'm just looking at you like, oh my God. I, I mean, don't really want to kill myself. You know, so it's like, I don't know, man. Like, when you're in these places in life, like what Josue says, that this is your soul, you know, that you're brought here on this earth for a specific reason. Your soul is here for a purpose. And whenever you're feeling like, you know, you're not in the right place, you're not doing the right thing, or maybe you're just unhappy, that is something within you that's asking to be paid attention to. For me, sometimes it's like art or different things, you know what I mean? I spend so much time in my business with my family and stuff like that, that sometimes, you know, I express myself through painting or rapping or like whatever, you know what I mean? I come up with all kinds of different stuff. You know, it's always fun to even just go outside and burn a fire mm -hmm. sometimes, you know I mean? To just kind of get out of your comfort zone and, and, and do like a cold shower. There's all kinds of things that you can do to get yourself uncomfortable. I mean, comfortable is not necessarily comfortable. The way that the world describes comfortable is not necessarily comfortable. It can actually be a living hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you have a job, you have a house. You have a family. No! <laughs> you have all these things, you know what I mean? Right. And so now what that means is that you've got to wake up every day like a robot. You've got nothing else to do. You can't do anything else. You can't go anywhere else. You can't fucking do shit other than... What you're doing. What it is that you do. And for many people, that is what they strive for, and that is what they want out of life. And so when they reach that point, they're like, I've made it. They like the false sense of stability. Or and, true sense of stability. Maybe it is stability. No, well, it's a false sense of security. Yeah. Because nothing is secure. Ever. It could be taken away, your life, life, your house, yeah. your 
right. job, anything. Having that routine yeah. where they think they can control. Right. At least it's a sense of that they can control. Well, it's like I'm in a good place right now. I'm in a groove. And I think that's what Dick is saying is, look, I've got all this great stuff going for me. I've been in school. I've got this great girl. I've got this whole thing going on. I don't think he said the girl was great, but whatever. I mean, he didn't like her anymore, whatever it is. I'm just saying, you know, you can keep going with this routine. From the outside looking in, maybe society has defined your existence as you're in a great place. So why would you ever want to leave that? But you know in your heart that something else is out there for you, that there's uncharted territory, that there's mountain ranges that you haven't seen there are oceans that you've never explored villages you haven't pillaged yeah there's restaurants you've never eaten i've gone to places where i'm like oh my gosh imagine if i'd never seen this place imagine i've never been here before like your jet ski adventure you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying you should live your life like that just constantly on a jet ski adventure At the same time, if you're in a position to uproot yourself and go live life and go just be on the move for a little while and maybe travel and maybe, you know, you got a little money, you can sell your stuff and put some money in the bank and go do something that you've always wanted to do, a thousand percent. Do it. Do it. Or become a nurse, marry the girl, settle down in Edinburgh or wherever the hell you're at. The northern country of London. And be a schlub. You know what I mean? No, dude, go get after it, man. Go find some adventure. Go uh, do some dangerous shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Go to a nightclub. Snort some coke off a switchblade. <laughs> well, maybe not anymore. Make I mean, a honestly, bad decision. Listen. Go unprotected. <laughs> yeah, he kind of took With it to some, the next level. Uh, <laughs> I'm not advising any of those things. But I am advising. I mean, if that's what you're into, do it. But I'm just saying, like, I'm that guy who's always going to say, just fucking do it. And I agree. When I left Case's couch, yeah. it was perfect timing because one of my real estate mentors luckily had um, put together some insane deals, yeah, like yeah. deals that put 600K in his pocket. And one of the deals he put together in 30 days for a deal that big is unheard of. Right. Normally there's zoning, there's this, there's that, but he found a buyer and he pulled the trigger on a spot that was in an amazing part of town. Yeah. And it was, it was coin. It was 15 million, something like that. Anyway, he had sold the land to this builder who was building this high rise right. and it was built. And in his contract, in the deal, he got in there that he wanted first right of refusal on the biggest penthouse in the building and two other units. Mm. And he was buying these because he wanted to flip them. Mm-hmm. The market tanked. He was having trouble selling them. And that is where I moved from the couch right. to this Probably be $4 million now, I'm guessing. Something but like at the that. time, it was about a $2 million penthouse. Which we brought him an offer for, by the way. You did. 2195 I think, was the offer. And yeah. he turned it down. Yeah. And anyway. he wanted 2-4. Oh, I told him to turn it down because I didn't want y'all messing with my place <laughs> to live, okay? Well, we brought so, him the money. So I lived yeah. in this penthouse that was three stories. It was awesome. The party we threw there? Yes. Dude. Floor to ceiling windows. Oh, this place is crazy. The bathroom was insane. It was just windows. Had a 2,000 square foot deck. Right. Private at the very top. It was crazy. And I lived there for a year and a half. Right. For like 600 bucks a month. 
I was a landscaper, bro. Yeah, you were. Mowing down. Mowing and towing. Not only that, but the day I moved in there was the day that I got my foot in the door at the radio station, which I work at today. It was the day that I started my voiceover career. How I met my wife at an event. I would say, burn your boat. Yeah. You'll swim. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Leave it all behind. If things are complicated, your hesitating point is potentially leaving her right. for good. Do it. And I hate the old cliche, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If right. she wants you and she waits around and can't find anyone better, you go and you do your thing and you think nothing of her, yeah. you'll get back together. Things happen. Let yeah. the bird fly away. If it's meant to be, it'll come back to stay. There's a lot of meaning in doing that. And I know it's a hard thing to do because walking into the unknown... Your security is, where am I going to sleep tomorrow? Where am I going to do this? You know, It's all unknown. It is. But it feels safer to be in the cycle of what you think is known. You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to go to the job or you're going to go to the school. I say do it. Ben H. says do it. Do it. Do your thing, Dick. Dick, go find a nice warm hole. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it is confirmed. Andrew Tate versus Jake Paul. December 17th. If I had to say, where's your money at right now? Yeah. What are you putting down for who and why? I got to go with Top G, bro. I got to go with Andrew Tate. I just like the guy. You I know? like him, too. He's cocky, I don't know. confident. Do I, do I think he's going to win? I don't know, dude. I mean, Jake Paul is throwing heat. This guy hits hard, real hard. He's knocking out professional fighters. But Andrew Tate has been in retirement. He's a two-time kickboxing champion. Right, he's a kickboxer. boxing. Right, he's a kickboxer. See, where Jake Paul has really set the stage against a lot of these MMA people and or kickboxers. Because they can't use their MMA. That's right, exactly. It's like, I'm going to become a great boxer, and then I'm going to challenge people to my discipline. Now, if it was MMA, he'd get his ass kicked off. If it was MMA, this guy would have never won shit. But he's also been challenging... Some older... Out of vet. retirement. I mean, you know, and, and Andrew Tate's out of retirement. I would have to go with Paul. Tate is handicapped. He's old. Older. He's been retired. He doesn't have the eye of the tiger. He's not hungry. Yep. He's got money. He's coming out to try to prove a point. Right. But he's doing it with an arm tied behind his back. Well, the problem is that Tate's the one that called Jake Paul out. He called him a pussy. He called him a fake. He said, come fight a real fighter. I'll beat your ass. That's what brought all of this about was Tate call him out. And then Jake Paul said, sure, bro, let's do it. I wonder what the purse is going to be for this fight. Dude, it's going to be massive. I didn't watch the Silva fight. Knocked him out. A lot of it is interesting because there's some different angles on the knockout where it looks like he didn't even hit him. Do you think Silva just fell asleep? <laughs> <laughs> they woke him up out of his old age home. <laughs> bro, Anderson Silva, the spider, bro. I mean, used to be nobody could mess with this guy. He's retired. Right. He's in his 50s. Yeah. You got Jake Paul. is in his 20s. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a baby. His bones don't even ache yet. Yeah. 
His balls haven't dropped yeah, yet. Yeah, and Tate, I think Tate's like 35. Old balls. I got to go with Tate because I just hope he wins. Not emotionally. Are you connected to this emotionally? A little bit. I might <laughs> weep. <laughs> I really like Andrew Tate. I mean, I really do. And I don't dislike Jake Paul at all, but I really love what Andrew Tate stands for. <laughs> I love how he's got such balls to come out and say the things that he does. And I think he's correct about a lot of the things that he talks about. I like the guy. Who's going to win that fight? I don't know, bro. I guess we're just going to have to I see. I think I'm going to go with Paul. I just have to. Let's make a bet right now. I got 50 bucks. All right, I'll match your 50. On Paul. All right, I got 50 on Tate. Do we need to be very specific? Do we need to define rounds? No, no. If your guy wins, you get 100 bucks. My guy wins, I get 100 bucks. Okay. Bragging rights. That's right. Um, who knew? So you just kind of told me something off mic. And this is a good transition. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen have decided parting ways via divorce. Yeah, they got a divorce. I don't think I've seen a divorce happen that fast. It was fast. I mean, dude, they agreed. Agree, agree, like, divorce. they were already divorced before they announced it or something. There's a lot of speculation that him announcing his retirement right. a year back and then going back and saying, no, Maybe I'm, I'm not, not gonna... retired. Right. And going back to play another year. Right drove a big wedge into their relationship because as Tom Brady has said during football season, don't expect him to be around. Well, for a fact, the jujitsu coach of Giselle is driving a wedge between her legs. Yeah, I've heard that too. Currently. Costa Rica together, you know, they're all over there traveling all over the place. No! But that's how girls do it, bro. I mean, that is a standard female response to a breakup. What's the first thing they do? They go sit on dick. Right in your face. Somebody you know. Right in your face. One time, two times. It's just what freaking girls do. I don't know why they do it like that. It's more of a snub, though, isn't it? I mean, it's more like you thought this was yours, but it's not. Maybe you had it for a little while, but guess what? It's not. The next level of this, okay, with regard to Brady and Giselle, is this FTX thing. FTX was a cryptocurrency exchange but it actually wasn't an exchange as we find out it was a fund and you were putting your money in this fund and nobody knew what they were doing the crypto space is unregulated tom brady was big in it and this thing just went belly up they go from 32 billion to zero yeah there's about one to two billion of missing funds and they don't know where the money is it was invested where nobody knows Apparently, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen had $650 million invested. So money can be a huge reason for divorce. It doesn't matter if you're poor or if you're rich. That's right. Money is one of the key factors in breaking up a relationship. And that's not even between a guy and a girl. That's talking about between family members, business partners, the fight over money accumulation of it the loss of it breaks up friendships lovers a lot of it has got to be based on trust distrust openness i think openness about finances is a difficult thing for a lot of people this thing between giselle and him tom brady has been playing like shit this year i'll bet he's regretting coming back out of retirement which when he announced did he have to retirement, he lost half a billion he might when he announced his retirement i knew it wasn't for real We'll never know the exact reason why. It could have been a combination of all the above. Sure. The crypto fallout, the loss of all that money. 
He probably spearheaded that. I got this dude who started the FTX exchange. We're going to be rich. Just yeah. give me some of your money. We're going to pool it. All these other names are investing Tons their money. Names. Steph Curry, yeah. Kevin O'Leary, right. Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Got his ass taken to the cleaners. Yep. Sure enough. I wonder if he's dismissed from Shark Tank now. You are below Shark Tank FTX. standards. Took FTX. you out of the game. You are no longer a shark. You are actually a minnow. It's tough, man. But with crypto, the biggest thing is that it's unregulated. And you have to own the key to your funds for them to actually be yours. So if you just have crypto, if you think you own crypto, you don't. Not unless you have the key in a soft wallet. If you want to know what that is, you got to look it up. The point is, if you think you own some Bitcoin, where is your Bitcoin held? Because you don't own it if you don't have the key to it. See what I'm saying? Right. There's a whole way you have to set up a soft wallet and you get the key and now you own the actual code but that, doesn't mean that it you purchase. And that doesn't mean it won't lose value, though. It can be worth a penny, but it's yours. Worth $100 million, but it's yours. Right. So what people do is they buy, they invest... Uh, in, in a crypto, like it's a stock, what you don't understand what you're doing is when you, when you put your money into the exchange, it's actually the exchange, which owns the Bitcoin and you're just buying a piece of the action. And hopefully you can cash out on the upside because they'll definitely take your money on the downside. But in the case of this guy, he was using the money to fund a hedge fund where he was out doing other deals and stuff like that. I'm not here to give anybody investment advice, but you got to be really careful. Tom Brady, your advisors should have advised you Yeah, better. man. Yeah, exactly. You have so much money. You have financial advisors. Those financial advisors, if they told you to get into that, yeah. should be fired. You, I hope oh, they're dude. still not with you. 100%. Because you just lost. You might never retire now. Hopefully they are able to get the money back. Hopefully it's only, like you said, a couple billy that's out of the $32 billion. Hopefully it's only a couple billion missing. And everybody's able to get their money back. What I've heard, bro, is there ain't shit. The founders at the strip club making it rain. Somehow, some way. What was over leveraged? It was leveraged out like times three. Well, that's a good reason why Giselle might be seeking the jujitsu coach of their son for a little love. So let's say you take in $30 billion, and then you go borrow $30 billion, And then you go borrow another $30 billion. I mean, this is what banks do that are regulated. Yeah. But if you're unregulated, bro. Crazy. So, uh, Ben, I take it now that we're post-Thanksgiving, your Christmas decorations are in full mode? Bro, my Christmas decorations have been in full mode since November 1st. My wife, when Halloween ends, Christmas decorations begin. I have 30 Christmas trees. Why? 30. They're everywhere. Where did you get them? I have no idea. Does I your mean, wife just keep acquiring trees? On, there's one in every room. She loves decorating for Christmas. It's beautiful. Come over to our house. I mean, it's like Christmas. It's freaking spectacular. It looks awesome. It's all over the outdoor. You know, there's trees out there. I mean, there's probably eight trees outside. I need to clarify. A lot of these trees just come right out of a box. It's an undertaking. You look tired. It's been a lot. You don't look like you've recovered. Or maybe you're still in a turkey coma. Well, I am in a turkey coma, <laughs> and ultimately, I'm excited about Christmas. Well, Christmas is coming. Thank you for listening to the Man Fuse podcast, episode 41. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And feel free to join the show. Hit us up at manfuse.com, or feel free to hit us up at 770-744-5227. You can text us or leave us a voice message, and the Man Fuse podcast now has merch i'll have that link in our episode description thanks for listening